Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Bing bong, boo boo, bing, bing bong, bong, bong. Hello. What? That's the end of the year, Claire. What do you think of that? Oh, God, I'm glad it's over. It's, it's not. <laughs> we've got this and we've got our Sex in the City recap podcast, we which certainly will be up by now. We do. And actually, you know, it's been a bin fire of a year in so many ways, but there's been some good things. Go on. Um, Like this podcast. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I guess. Do you know one thing? I've loved watching our kids get older. That is true. One of them has a beard now. They do. <laughs> yeah. He's got a moustache as well. <laughs> we mean to teach him how to shave. Yes, it's not just the beard. It's the moustache It's as the well. moustache that's curious. really bringing that kind of bush range that's of right. vibes. Uh, definitely. Uh, and, and the helmet. But listen, people uh, might be wondering if we're taking a break. Yes. We it certainly be, are. Collings will be editing a best of episode together, which will be coming up Correct. next week or the week after. But we will be continuing our Sex in the City recap podcast. We will controversially over summer, which we never do. Not happy about it. I'm not happy about it either. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we could just not do it, I guess. But no, uh, we can't. We can't not do that. We, mm, you know what? To be fair, it is it. very fun. Yeah. Actually, just in case this is the first episode you're listening to, we are suggestible podcast. Yep, a podcast yep, yep. where we recommend things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tonti. James Clement is here also. We are married. And this is our final episode of 2021. Right. And what we're basically doing is going back through our lists and go, which is, which is our best? What's our what best did we stuff? love? What did we really love? That's right. I've, uh, I've broken mine into uh, movies, uh-huh. TV shows, uh-huh. miscellaneous, Ooh, which oh, is just like books, video games, food. Because we didn't read a lot of books this year, I read more than I thought. The ones that I wrote down, I've written, I've read th- at least three books this that's year. Many, I oh, see. I've probably read maybe four or five, and that's not very many for me at yeah. all. Oh, I'm I've sorry. Really, it's very indicative. Yeah, exactly. No, but I think you found audiobooks this year. No, I didn't find. I've used audiobooks before. But no, but I, this is the year you really leaned no, in. I right? did more walking this year. That's what I think I did as well. Yeah, so, uh, with the audiobooks, that definitely helped. It certainly did. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, what, what, what are you up to in terms of what's the, should we just go, what, you name a thing, then I'll name a thing? Yeah, let's just go in our categories, yeah? Yeah. So we're going to do films first. Do films. Yes. Oh, I'm, I have a feeling that you might have this film on your list. So my first list recommendation, I can't believe it was this year, is Promising Young Woman. Well, I, I did have that actually and I nearly didn't put it in sight because it's technically last year. It came out like oh, really? late December, but I don't think it came out here until oh. early Jan, maybe. Like, I, we watched it on streaming as well. Yeah, and we talked yeah. about it in like one of the very first episodes did, of yeah. the year. Yeah. so our- That might be my first. Favorite movie of this year? Yeah, it is mine. Yeah. So, I've and others, but, yeah. I tried to sell the premise, and I'll just quickly remind people who don't, I can't remember. Yeah, so it's a 2020 American dark comedy thriller film, mm-hmm. written, produced, and and directed by Emerald Fennell. It's her feature directional debut. Now, Margot Robbie serves as a producer through her Lucky Chap Entertainment 
production company. And the film stars Carrie Mulligan as the lead, Bo Burnham, Alison Brie, Clancy Brown, Jennifer Coolidge, Laverne Cox and Connie Britton. So it's just already got an incredible cast. cast. And that's some of them. There are more Exactly, yeah. Um, It tells the story of a woman, played by Carrie Mulligan, who seeks to avenge her best friend who was a victim of sexual assault. And so I told that was my favourite film when I was having a drink with someone, I told them what it was, the premise, and they said, well, that sounds grim. Like they're looking at me like, that's your favourite film? I mean, it is grim. It totally is. But it's it's like darkly funny and cathartic and, and also yeah. infuriating. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, it is distressing. I mean, but there's some really funny moments because really Carrie Mulligan's character feels like she has nothing to lose and kind of pretends to be a drunk girl that gets guys to take her home and yep. then switches on and really just gives them a serve about what they're doing and makes them think. Yeah, And that's the beginning of the film. And by the end of the film, it's taken a massive turn and I won't spoil it, but it's so satisfying the ending in so many ways and it leaves you thinking about it for a really long time afterwards. Yeah. Um, the soundtrack is so good as well and it's just really powerful and dark but funny and moving and also I think has made a lot of men particularly think about, and women too, but particularly men think about the way that they have gone about relationships in the past even. And what kind of person they maybe really are. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting, right? Mm. Like the commentary around what the guys in it who think they're the good guys when in actual fact probably are not. Absolutely. Yeah, and they think they are and the hero of the story, which I think is really interesting too. I mean, Emerald Lily Fennell, she's just amazing. She's an actress, author, screenwriter, producer and director and I can't wait to see what she does next. What? uh, Yeah, do we know what she's doing next? Um, so she was the showrunner for season two of Killing Eve in 2019, okay. but I don't know what she's doing next. I mean, no. Oh, she worked on Call the Midknife. Midknife. Call, Call, the, Call the Midknife. Call the Midknife. It's the Midknife. Uh, uh, what else yeah. is she? She's worked on a, she's. Yeah, I'm oh, not she, sure. Oh, that's right. We, we talked about this, but she played Camilla Parker Bowles in The Crown. Yeah, well. yeah she did. Yeah, she's excellent. show that I do not watch. Uh, here's something that I'm going to recommend that I already recommended. It. It's called The Kid Detective with Adam Brody. Speaking of promising young <gasps> woman, he's in. He's briefly in that. Uh, it's about a. Uh, uh, it was a boy who was like a like an old school kind of detective, and he'd solve like who stole the jar of money from the school, whatever. And then he's now an adult, and he's a private eye, and he sucks. Like, and, <laughs> and he's trying to solve like an actual crime because all of these crimes are normally like it's cheating spouses and whatever. And he's got all these kind of kid-like techniques that he still uses, like pseudoscience and, and nonsense, which he still applies to modern-day scenarios. But he's drawn into a situation which is well above his pay grade and also his abilities. And uh, it's, it's just very funny and very good and also very dark. Yeah. So interesting because I still haven't seen that. I remember you talking about yeah, it. So I really need to watch that over the summer break, I yeah. reckon, because I, I, it sounds awesome. Is it? And it's not a kid's movie, though, is no, it, at all? No, so it's not. quite dark yeah. and violent? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say it's, no, it's not violent, but it's just it's quite dark. And it even, like, at the end, and I guess this is a spoiler, if uh, after he goes through all the things that he's gone through and, you know, at the end of the case, he's sitting there and he just, like, starts crying. And it's oh. quite, like, it's, like, it's, it's, I guess, like, Promising Young Woman. It's, like, cathartic and funny and dark. And you understand why he would be upset because he's not just, like, well, I solved the thing. He's just, like... That was terrible. Like, like I was, yeah. that was really overwhelming, you know, and I, it was a lot for me to, you know, to take to, on, to which take is on. a regular human emotion that yeah. you would have right after I taking on something. I thought it like was that. like a wonderful ending. Uh, and he was 
very good. As he always is, yeah, right? Is so, this like the best thing in everything he's in? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is so good. So. That's great. So the other movies I have, I just wanted to jump quickly. Do you remember Moxie, directed by Amy Poehler? I didn't watch Moxie. I meant to watch Moxie. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, so right. good. So it's about 16-year-old Vivian, played by Hadley Robinson, who starts a feminist zine to empower the young women in her school as they contend with bullying and sexual harassment and themes of discrimination. And so it has a very similar vibe to Promising Young Woman, I think. But I really loved it because it's also – like full of kind of that teenage rage and yeah. and um, zest for life and that kind of feminist scene. And there was also some really great soundtrack to it. I hadn't heard of Riot Girl um, and the Riot Girl movement of the early 1990s right, before okay, I watched yeah. this. And that's a feminist punk rock movement. And so I fell down a rabbit hole of that and looking at the lead singer Kathleen Hanna who becomes sort of this inspiration to Amy Poehler's character as the mother. Who directed it. Did yeah, you, exactly. Yeah. And then, Did you say that or did yeah, I? She did, like, yeah, she did. Yeah, she directed it. Yeah. And so I just think it's a really good movie. And it's got really kind of – Really lovely themes. I think it would be a great movie to watch with teenagers if you've got teenagers because it opens up those kind of discussions about consent and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So, anyway, I loved that. That was one of my favourites. And my other favourite movie mm. was Time to Die, the James Bond. It's a good movie. I loved that. All right, look, we're going to talk about it. it this week like because we do all the blockbuster stuff on um, the Weekly Planet. Yeah. I think, and I start to think about it, I think that was my favourite, like, big-budget movie of the year, wow, in a year where there was like a big Spider-Man movie that I really liked and a bunch of other stuff that I thoroughly, I thought it was a pretty good showing all around. Why? But Why that I one? don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's not, it's not just a strong Bond movie. It's, I think it's a strong movie and it does some things that you can't really do in a regular Bond movie because of restraints of like the history of the universe and, and whatever, but having this as a contained story and and de- definitively being the last of Daniel Craig, it uh, there's so many things you can do with it, and I think it's like it's shot beautifully, it's acted really well, it brought in a lot of things from the previous movies that I didn't particularly like, but used them in a way which were which was really compelling. Uh, I just I loved it. I thought it was terrific, mm-hmm. and I didn't think it would be great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm so surprised it's That's on my list, a right? As well. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be. Yeah, well, good. is it? Surp- I guess you go in with low expectations. Yeah, I, I think one of the reasons I loved it so much is it because it was pure escapism for yeah. me. Just you go into this beautiful world of all these beautiful places that we can't travel to, um, and all of these cool outfits and gadgets and like heart kind of wrenching moments as well and great action, but really just like gorgeous blue eyes of, you know, Daniel yeah. Craig, all Ooh. those things. Anna Diarmas is really good. Yeah, oh, all the female briefly, characters yeah. were so great and surprising and the the script had that Phoebe Waller-Bridge magic in it, which it did, I loved. Yeah. But really I think purely it was escapism. I was yep. there in that world for however long it went for, a couple of hours, and that's what I needed this year. A lot of yeah. the stuff that I'm recommending I think is stuff that just thoroughly absorbed me in a different time or place from where I am. Sure, that I makes couldn't sense, yeah. watch anything that was too close to home. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't watch a lot of Australian um, drama. That's interesting because a few of my things that I've got on here are like like pandemic related or virus related wow. or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to bring up Together, which is the James McAvoy. Um, Sharon Horgan. Sharon Horgan. I get, what is it even? It's, it's like sort a, of like a screenplay as yeah. a film, really. Isn't well, I it? guess all films are screenplay. I know. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, no. So what did I mean? Like a like a play. A play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've it's talked more about this. Like a stage, um, a it, stage play. I guess it's basically uh, it's it's residential London during the pandemic. They're a, a couple that 
should be divorced. And by all accounts, uh, the only reason they're not is because they have a son together and the pandemic. Um, But it's wonderful. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. Oh, look, I did too. And initially, because they speak directly to camera, which is what makes it feel more like a stage show. Yeah. I initially I found that really jarring, yes. but then it slowly became wonderful, and then I was thoroughly along for the ride. Yeah, with that. Um, and look, it was really great in a way to see a, not our lives particularly, but an a snapshot of yeah. especially a place that wasn't here, and the and because there were big differences with how the ha- pandemic was handled Absolutely. here versus over there. So. That was, yeah, really interesting. I just wouldn't say it was my favourite because I just wanted to scat to it like some Totally. I, I completely but I, understand that. It was that. great performance. James McAvoy particularly was just Yeah, great. they both had some incredible moments. Um, yeah, yeah, actually the mo- both of their monologues, there's two yeah. amazing monologues. He does one direct to camera about what happens to her mother and she does one just mm. as she comes back from yeah. the hospital describing what it was like there, and both he, of which were great. And he also, oh no, she, they both kind of do ones in relation to the people in charge. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I ordered these like seeds to grow fruit, like vegetables, thinking that maybe something was going to happen. And if I knew that, how was it possible that the people in charge didn't? And yeah. she does a she does a thing on, she breaks down the numbers and and why the lockdowns were important and what those numbers equate to if you delay it by days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, terrific. Probably not the best time to be watching it, but. No, really but it. but really good. Yeah, do you have any other movies? I've got one more. Uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines was really cool. Oh, you I know loved you didn't that. love it, but I just thought it was so fun and great. And it was, I think, it was a pretty good, strong year for animation in general. Yeah, like Encanto, like uh, which I didn't like love. I'm like, it was still really good, you know. And there was yeah. a number of things that, like, I can't even think. There's a bunch of other ones which, um, which I thought, like Ray and the Last Dragon. Really good oh, also. such a good you know, one. That uh, was one of my favourite yeah, that was terrific, kids' movies actually, of the yeah. year. You know the other one I loved? Cruella. Okay, yeah, okay. I like yeah, Cruella, I really, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't have watched it with our son yet. I think yeah, it's a I little think bit. The I themes are a bit old. Anyway, no, I don't it's think so really. either. It's probably more like uh, maybe eight, eight yeah, or nine kind that, of yeah. thing. But I still really enjoyed yeah, it. it. Emma cool. Stone was really great. Again, I didn't expect much from that as well. No, but the soundtrack was great. The costumes are amazing. It was super fun. It was fun. I really enjoyed that one too. Yeah. Some movies I haven't watched, which I intend to watch, which probably would be on here. Tick, Tick, Boom, Power of Dog, Pig, which is about Nicolas Cage and his pig goes missing and goes to find it. Uh, The Lost Daughter is a new Olivia Colman movie on Mm. Netflix that that I want to watch as well. So I've got some things which is homework. So, yeah, the power of the how do it? people do this? Whose jobs is isn't to watch stuff? <laughs> I don't know. Understand? But, I know. My goodness, I'm I'm excited to watch those two. Yeah, all most of those things are Netflix. Three of those are Netflix. Movies. Yeah, is so it the Power of the Dog? Is a Western, right? Yeah, it's yeah, got, that's um, on my list. I've got that. Yeah, yeah, I keep seeing it, and I'm like, I should watch that. Definitely, and then, and then I don't. Yeah, for sure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, to do TV. Yes, let's do it. All right. So my first one, did you watch It's a Sin? Which one was that? So no, um, it's a British drama written by Russell T Davies 
and it's set oh, from 1981 to yes. 1991 in London during um, the heart sort of breaking and heartwarming AIDS story epidemic. of the AIDS epidemic, All basically. Right, so yeah, it follows a group of gay men list. and their friends. Um, yeah. And it's equal parts joyful and life-giving and life-affirming and the cut the performances are excellent yep. and also deeply disturbing, I guess. And it's interesting that it came out at a time when we were sort of re-entering all of the COVID stuff again because <laughs> I think it really speaks to a lot of similar themes and and the way that, you know, all of the propaganda around HIV was completely inaccurate yep. um, and the blame that it placed on um, gay men particularly that was absolutely unfounded in the end. And I hadn't even really understood, A, how many young people died but also how much they died alone or without yeah. their friends around them who were ending up there as their chosen family because the families would take them away. There were so many through lines in that that were so beautifully done and the characters were just wonderful. And also the soundtrack again, just glorious. Yeah, 80s London just looks like an incredible place to be and I wanted to visit. That was like, it's not, like the more I hear about that with the AIDS ep- epidemic and how a lot of people up top took it as like, oh, this is a sign from God, there's like punishment and really dragged their feet to, to, to do, do anything. anything. And that's yeah. not just in that show or in that location. It was, you know, a lot of places of the world. Just criminal, like people that should be in jail for the absolute neglect, you know. Mm. It's just completely. completely, yeah, barbaric and awful. Yeah, and I yeah, and I think it really brought home how many young people were so horribly affected. Yeah. And then the joy and the kind of freedom that so many of them had found in 80s London at that time mm. and then... Yeah, that kind of undercurrent of the, of how it slowly, the knowledge of AIDS kind of slowly spreads and it becomes this kind of yeah. like initially this sort of rumour that people don't really believe and don't think is true. Anyway, it was a really beloved show, got yeah. rave reviews. Um, it's super raunchy but also, yeah, paints a really beautiful picture of the time. And Jill Baxter, who's played by Lydia West particularly, is a real character. Mm. So it is based on true stories. Um, cool. And she was someone who really kind of supported um, those men during that time yeah. when their families had kind of forgotten about them or turned their turned their Ugh, back on them. Yeah. So anyway, it's a sin. Wonderful. What cool. about your? What about you? Uh, well, I might just uh, just rattle through a few. Mm, I think you know, I've got quite a few here. Um, pure escapism, except for the last season, which was about the pandemic. Uh, Superstore, which is like an, an office the style. Uh, show where they work in the, they work in like a Walmart, and it's it, it's ran for like seven or eight seasons, just quietly, just kind of chugging away, and it's just consistently good with really amazing characters. Uh, led up by America Ferrera, who actually disappears uh, towards the end of that show and then comes back for the finale. If you're looking oh. for something to binge, well worth it. And if you like the kind office, of, it's cut, yeah, or Parks and Rec. Or Parks and it's Rec got that yeah. kind of vibe, doesn't? It? I still haven't watched that yeah, it's really so great. much actually that I haven't got to this year mm. that I normally would have, but it's just been a year. Yeah, I haven't got to it. That sounds so awesome. Um, another one I really loved was I May Destroy You by Michaela Cole. I still haven't watched that. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. another one. It, it it's in a similar vein to A Promising Young Woman. It's 
sharp writing about it deals again with the same themes of sexual assault, which I know is quite dark and full on, but um, done in an incredibly moving and smart and kind of darkly funny Mm. way. So, yeah, she's brilliant and I can't wait to see what she does. She also did this amazing speech when she won an award for the um, show and it was just about how if you're a writer, sometimes it's okay to just go away and be quiet yeah, right. and not be on socials and not be doing anything, just go and write the story that scares you. And yeah, I just, That's the Bo yeah, Burnham just, tactic as well, just disappear for two or three years at a time. Yeah, mm. yeah, correct. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I think she's amazing. Um, uh, Catastrophe? Oh, yeah, that was His great. two that we really liked, Catastrophe and Trying, both British TV yeah, series. Yeah, I loved uh, Non-pandemic related, more about interpersonal relationships. Trying is like particularly uplifting as well. I think if you're looking for something bright and fun and positive. I agree. That's definitely up there. Yeah, I uh, love yeah. Trying. I think Trying was one of my favourite escapism ones. Yeah. Totally. That and oh, it's also. It's about adoption if you don't. Oh, on Apple? It's on Apple? Yeah, so yeah. that's true. It's funny that it is escapism but also deals with um, infertility. Yes. Which is so, so, <laughs> I guess I'm not very – my idea of escapism is just not about the A pandemic. couple struggling to have and children. A couple, yeah. yeah, I said I was like escapism and all I've regularly recommended are things that deal with like sexual assault or infertility sure. and stuff. I don't know, but it's also bright and fun and it totally set, is. set and it's in London and well yeah, and, the, and it's very funny chemistry between yeah. the two leads. It's really good. Do you know the show I also really loved is Bump? Do you remember that? That's back. Yeah, it is the second Have season. Have you watched it yet? No, I haven't. Okay. I, I'm going to though. So the first season, it's written by the same people that did Love My Way, which is one of my favourite yeah. Australian shows. And this is just about sort of a teenager who didn't realise she was pregnant and has a baby and Claudia Carvin plays her mum and it's sort of the fallout from there. It doesn't sound like it would be so fun and joyful but it is yeah. and it's just really moving as well. I really enjoyed it. Could it's be. on Stan. Excellent. Uh, and probably something else in the US. Yes. It's something grim but I really liked Black Summer, Zombie Apocalypse, very good. Anybody could die at any minute. Horrifying. <laughs> really good. If you like The Walking Dead but wish it was better. This is that show. Uh, Midnight Mass was terrific. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, you love that. Um, yeah, about religious and religions and monsters and like real monsters and metaphorical monsters. Uh, very good. Uh, the one that I'm watching at the moment I might save for next year because it's only five in. It's on HBO in the US but it's on stand here. It's called Station Eleven. Ah, stars okay. Mackenzie Davis who I really love. She's in um, – She's in an episode of Black Mirror where it's the 80s but they're all stuck in a computer uh, or yes, whatever. Yes, I remember that. Yep, yep. Uh, she's also in the new, newest Terminator movie as like the, the protagonist, like the Kyle Reese character. Um, in this one it's uh, there's a virus <laughs> in New York and also the world. It's a very deadly flu and it's set kind of in the outbreak and also 20 years after and she is an actor, like a child actor, and then 20 years later she's part of this travelling um, like Shakespearean theatre company which basically tours the communities that are left via horseback performing. Ah, Uh, And so it's about kind of art in the new world, like in the remnants of the old world and people are starting to forget how it was and it's so good. Like, and again, it's maybe it absolutely bottoms out, but it's terrific and I'll I'll talk about that more when it's finished. But um, Okay. Well worth it. That sounds really good. Yeah. I'm just going to rattle off a few more TV shows. Mayor of East Town with Kate Winslet. I'm not on the list. So ah, good. I mean, I, everyone raved about her yep. performance in that particularly. It's really great. It's yep. um, it's a murder mystery um, and she plays the kind of tortured detective, but she plays it really well. 
So that's really excellent. I this list that I've Oh, my just gosh. And the other one to. that I really loved, I think one of my favourite TV shows, This Way Up, with Ashling B and Sharon Horgan. Oh, yeah, I didn't finish that. Oh, it's so yeah. brilliant. And it's written by Ashling B and yep. it's sort of her brainchild and – the relationship between her and Sharon Horgan is just so brilliant. Mm. They play they play sisters, and it deals with themes of mental health and comedy, fatherhood and motherhood, and you know, mm. sisterhood and what it means to be someone who really cares so much about everything, but also has mental health challenges. And I just loved it. She's brilliant. I just love Ashley B. I just think she's one of my favorite actresses at the moment. Yeah, I just she's love her. The best. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the other show that. I really thought was excellent. Again, not escapism. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> what I said. I really watched a lot of dark shows this year. Made. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That was so Netflix. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. on Netflix, and it's based on a true story yeah. about a woman who becomes a writer and but was a victim of domestic violence. Basically, is left with nothing. Just her and her daughter. That's with the no one money. that you said had the counter on the screen of how much money she has. Correct. Right? Yeah, and you, and it's just awful because it just you just know that she's got like zero dollars, less than zero, and she oh. has to get her child fed and somehow put gas in the car and get to a friend's house to be able to sleep on their couch. And yeah, it's just. But it's done so well. Pure and, escapism, <laughs> and by that I mean no pandemic, right? Yeah, but I think. I think so many of my friends keep talking about that show. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, because she started writing about confessions of a house cleaner, basically, yep, and yep. that's how her writing kind of took off and then everything went from there. But it really does make yeah. you think about why women stay in relationships like that, how they yep. get into it, particularly it deals with emotional abuse rather than physical, mm. which I think there's been a lot of discussion about this year and what coercive control means. Yeah. And it's just done so beautifully. I think the same as I May Destroy You, it puts you right in the shoes of the woman who's, and Promising Young Woman does the same thing, yeah. who's experiencing the world in that way. And it, it shows it in a different way, which is what I guess I loved about this year. I just felt there were so many women's stories in particular mm. that were being written and told in new and interesting ways. By and women. By oh, women, yeah. exactly, mm. by women. And that's one of the re- – and by diverse women as well. Yeah. And I think that's what we need. We just want more different stories from different people and it allows you to build more empathy, which I think in turn can help with social change. Yeah. It's like for, Ma- for Maid, I know a lot of my friends have said things like I'd never thought about – what it would mean to literally have no one to turn to. Mm. And I think we're so lucky so many of us have these networks of people but there are people that ha- don't have yeah. that and what it must be like in the world and then where do you go and what organisations are there actually catching people in those moments mm. and then what are the problems from a, so- a social point of view. Anyway, it was great. <laughs> cool. S- escapism, pure escapism. Pure escapism. <laughs> here's, uh, here's some Michel- miscellaneous stuff. All right. Claire. Oh, just before you do that, yeah, kids yeah, yeah. shows. Do you have any kids TV shows? I got shows? a kid game that I could talk about. Uh, my one of my favorite video games from this year was Super Mario World, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which uh, <laughs> is actually a reissue of an older game with a bonus bit kind of tacked on. That I, I that's probably the game I played the most this year with our son, and I probably would have played it regardless because it's really terrific and it's a fun multiplayer game and it's good because you can play with your kid and uh, you can kind of teach them some mechanics and if you can kind of help them through it as well. Uh, also, sometimes they'll just, you'll get a whole lot of power-ups and then they'll just burn through them and then you're like, oh, I need, a, <laughs> I need, a, I need a, that raccoon suit and then you, you just put it on and then dropped off a cliff. 
Uh, but that's, yeah, because I was thinking about new games this year and what I got, and I didn't really get, like, a lot of the major new titles. Most, I think all of them I didn't play, but I did play a lot of, like, Nintendo Switch this year. Um, yeah. Like, we're doing some Sonic games in the moment, aren't we? As I'm I sure know, you're well aware. But it's so cool. It's actually really lovely. I know that I've talked before about how I worry about video games, and I yeah. do, but I worry about all screen time <laughs> in general, and I worry about everything in general. That's me. Um, but it has been really nice to see you guys sharing something together. And I yeah. know it's it's sort of hard for you sometimes playing when you're teaching him at the same time, we, but it is really We beautiful. did cover I was, we were talking about this because we are playing Sonic Colors and he gets really frustrated the other day at like a particular bit and he's like, what, why can't I do this? And I'm like, this is because this game maybe isn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> like Some yeah. games aren't very good. It's a surprise. Yeah, and that's what's been really cool. Actually, I walked into a room and I just hear you guys discussing, like yeah. having a mini podcast about yeah. Sonic Colors and like our son just giving his opinion and yeah. you giving your opinion and it's just, yeah, yeah. it's really great. It's so funny. Yeah, because we were discussing the difference between like Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury and Sonic Colors. And I'm like, see, mechanically that's a very tight game and the levels are designed in a specific way, but Sonic Colors is just like, uh, whatever. He's not, got pretty good at yeah, it not, though. There's not effort put in it, but they're just, they're just differently kind of designed games and one is clearly crafted better, I feel, than the other. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Woodstock 99, Peace, Love and Rage was a really good documentary about that. Oh, yeah. I love that about, uh, yeah, Woodstock 99 and how it was the worst. Oh my God, it sounded like the most incredibly awful thing. It reminded yeah. me of Fire Festival. It was very much like that, yeah. Yeah, God, crazy. One other um, TV show I wanted to mention, We Are Lady Parts. Oh, um, yeah, you love that. Yeah, yeah about that. Geeky, oh, yeah, bioche- <laughs> yeah, geeky Biochemical Engineering PhD student Amina Hussain um, becomes the unlikely lead guitarist of Lady Parts, which is an all-female Muslim punk band. Yeah. And it's just, it's great and it's funny and the music's cool and it says some things. And Nita Manzur is a British television writer and director um, and she also directed two episodes of Doctor Who. So it's just awesome. And cool. I think I've watched a lot of British TV this year as well. Oh, Clearly British. I really like British TV. Stuff. Um, and actually when we're talking about docos, my favourite one of the year was Misrepresented by Annabelle Crabb. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where she looks at the past 100 years of women in politics that, in Australia. I so saw bits of that as you were watching it. Mm. Um, very good. And really informative. And I think so often this year I think a lot of us have again remembered how short it history it has been that women have had the rights that we have. Yeah. And so I think she did a really good job of reminding us of that. I mean, women didn't have bathrooms until in our parliament house until like 1970s or something. Shock. Crazy. Shocked. Like that. If you happen to know We Are Lady Parts uh, has a second series commissioned, so it is on the way. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, it's really great. Gosh. Anyway, yeah, misrepresented and it has an accompanying podcast as well. Yes. Which was really excellent. Um, what were the podcasts you listened to this year? Did you have many? No, I mean, not really, to be honest. I mostly, I did more audiobooks and like YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but a couple of books that I, that I really liked. I liked The Dry, which I think mm-hmm. you recommended. Uh, I also like the movie, but I think the book, we talked about it. Is better. Is better. Yeah. And paints a better picture of because totally. it's obviously more time and et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give my marriage a year, another recommendation from you, uh, which I think yeah. you read like last year or the year before. I did, yeah. Flowers for Algernon, which, was an, which is an older book that uh, is about a man with mental uh, a mental disability. I'm not sure what the correct term for it. And they use very outdated terms in the book as well because it's from like the 50s who, suddenly, who um, is given a treatment where he becomes hyper-intelligent. And then the ramifications of that and, like, hey, maybe he's not happy, you know, with his newfound knowledge. 
And uh, Project Hail Mary, which is a more recent sci-fi book that I read, which was um, Andy Weir who did uh, The Martian. So those. what about you in terms of podcasts? Okay. um, So podcasts, I loved Sentimental Garbage, which is just the Sex and the City research. Well, well, well. By Donnelly Alderton and um, Carolina Donoghue. It's just hilarious. I just listened to hours and hours of those two women tell the most ridiculous stories and make fun of Kerry for being a terrible, vapid human. Yeah. So I loved it. I just loved it. Was so such a bubble, unexpected bubble of joy. Um, the other one that I loved is "We Can Do Hard Things" by Glennon Doyle. It it's just one of those shows that is so helpful and has had so much thought put in to it for people who are going through emotional stuff. Yeah, and it's just funny, and I think particularly for women, does a lot of talking out loud about things that are difficult and hard. They're, those three women, um, she does it with Abby Wambach, who's her wife now and is like that famous soccer player in America, okay. and also with her sister, um, Amanda Melton. It's just for if you are someone who needs some great deep conversation in your life and either don't have the energy, don't have the friends in your life to have that, those three women are that. Awesome. And there's just a to- topics in there for everyone. So I loved, I've just really enjoyed that podcast. And Dr. Becky Good Inside as well. She has an Instagram account I've talked about before. But if you ever have any parenting dilemmas and you're really unsure of what to do, she's someone to go to. And the other podcast that's got yep. me through is Mamma Mia Out Loud. Ah, uh, an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, that's been going for years. And those three women, Jesse Stevens, Mia Friedman and Holly Wainwright, are equal parts hilarious and funny and they talk about kind of the high and low of things and they've been great when the high-low podcast with Dolly Alderton finished. Yes. I felt like they have great recommendations for things as well and they do a kind of zip around of the hot topics. So, I've, yeah, those podcasts have, podcasts have really got me through. I've barely read anything. The two books that really um, I loved this year that I kept going back to were Dolly Alderton's Ghosts and Everything I Know About Love. Okay. And both of those I just had by my bedside because I just needed comfort food this year and I feel like maybe I watched a lot of grim TV but the books, I kept dipping into her books because they were a pre-pandemic kind of world. Yeah. And there's something funny and comforting about her writing. So, and the other book a friend gave to me, um, The Boy, the Mole, the Fox and the Horse. Oh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a, you've, been, you've been gifting that to people as I well. have. I've been gifting people that left, right and centre by Charlie McKeesey. And his Instagram account, it's one of those ones where you mention it to someone, they click on it, they look at it and they, they're drawn to one of his drawings and the little quote and there's no pressure. It's not one of those self-help books or something where you have to read the whole thing or like a 12-step program for anything. Oh, it's just boom. really gorgeous illustrations that remind you of Winnie the Pooh with some really deep truths that Absolutely. help you get through. So, yeah, those are my books. It's like Lunig except good <laughs> yeah. would be a good way to Hopefully it. he doesn't turn out to be a weird creep. Like well, weird. you know, just know anybody, if anybody at any point is, uh, is um, it turns out to be a weird, weird creep, we, uh, we don't endorse that. No, we might not. We, we might not have. Uh, we might not bring it up because <laughs> it doesn't come up. But we uh, we, we, distan- <laughs> we officially distance ourselves from anybody who turns out to be a weird great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So that's been that was my year. I think. Do you have anything else? Uh, I, I teach her. I watched that. That was from last year, but I watched it this year uh, about a student-teacher relationship, which uh, was starts off kind of it's framed romantically, but then it's like, oh wait a minute, this is is awful. Anna Kendrick in that? No, it's um. She's from House of Cards, the intern person at the start. She's from the terrible Fantastic Four movie. What is her name? Can we look it up? I can't remember. And the other guy's called Nick something. 
He's from Jurassic World. Yeah, Kate Mara. Kate Mara. Kate Mara and Nick Robinson, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's a teacher and he's a student. And it's like, oh, isn't this lovely? And then it's like, no Oh, way. it's not. It's not lovely at up. all. Well, it's never yeah. like, isn't this lovely? It's kind of, well, I've talked about it. It's fascinating <laughs> yeah. and awful. Uh, yeah, but look, also, I hope everybody's had a terrific year. And look, if you've had a terrific year, maybe you could celebrate that by reviewing this podcast. Because <laughs> we've like... all had a terrific year, I'm sure. It's just been a, rough, a ray of sunshine. Hey, you're still there. You're still hanging in. And that's <laughs> something. If you're, if you're listening to this, then, that, then you're oh, still around. This, this podcast has been such cool. a place of fun for me this me year. Me too. And, just, I, and I've just loved hearing all the voices of everyone too and people writing in and just – reviews and all the things, it's just a joy to feel like we're not just the only ones slogging it out. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know Life, that everybody else is bloody like, every day, am I right? It's like, boo, this sucks. Anyway, <laughs> you can do this in-app. So many people do it and it helps so much. This is from a stew, as in a, a stew you brew, stupid zombie. Suggestible, more like suggest a whoa. The fact that this podcast somehow made its way to a 20-year-old single African-American male living in Philadelphia is amazing. This show is a hidden <laughs> podcast treasure and is like one of... One of two podcasts that I listen to while working at the butt crack of dawn. Take a guess <laughs> at the other podcast. I couldn't possibly, I wouldn't, maybe the one about Sex and the City. Anyways, hope this makes the show. You two are amazing. My suggestion, play Guitar Hero on the PlayStation 2. I played a bit of Guitar Hero back in the day. I was never very good at it. And also part of me was like, I could get really good at this. Or I could get really good at the guitar. Or neither. <laughs> I don't do either of those things. <laughs> What about you? All right. So you can write into us, suggestlepod at gmail.com with your recommendations or just anything you want to tell us. And I wanted to read this letter um, because I think it's really beautiful. And anyway, I'm just going to read it. So this is from Philip. Hello, Claire and Mason, I guess James. I want to reach out to you with my gratitude. A week ago, I lost my wife of eight and a half years in a very sudden accident The days since have been some of the most painful and confusing of my life. The word grief doesn't seem to begin to describe the tempest of emotions I'm working through, but this is all becoming compounded by what is most likely post-traumatic stress response from the accident. I don't want to suggest that the outpouring of love from family, friends and the local community around me has been anything other than an absolute godsend. I've had abundance of people to talk with and unburden myself. And I'm also planning to talk to a therapist with whom I've worked um, with before. But what I do want to do is thank you for fulfilling another need of mine with the wonderful podcasts that you create and that flourish because of you. The quiet moments that have been some of the worst for me when I find myself alone with my thoughts, especially when I lay in bed, distraction is one of the few ways I can find to stop myself from unhealthily dwelling on what has happened and what lies ahead. So one of my saving graces has been my earbuds and your podcasts. In a lot of cases, you and the Do Go On crew as well have provided some much needed laughs. And also, I say this in the best possible way, I've only been able to find sleep while listening to the Weekly Planet and Book Cheat. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you. I've been listening to you all for years, starting with the Weekly Planet during my commute within the first couple of years of my marriage. If there's been a soundtrack to my late 20s and early 30s, it heavily features James' increasingly exhausted and raspy rants, Claire's bing-bong intro and Mesa's incomprehensibly coherent ramblings. Thank you for giving me joy through both the best years and darkest years of my life. Sincerely, Philip Martin. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That is just awful. That's like the worst, that's like the worst thing to happen. You know, I can't, yeah. 
I know, God. I know. And and there's nothing really you can say other than that bloody life is a <laughs> series of ups and like massive troughs. Crushing. Crushing troughs. And yeah. I just wanted to say to Philip and to anyone who's listening, because sometimes this season can be really difficult and we just um, feel really privileged to be able to be just in your ears, hanging out. Absolutely, and if we can help in any minor way, being a distraction, no, we really, we're glad that you could find, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. And because at the end of the day, right, it's just nice to feel less alone in your humanness, right? Yeah. (laughs) More than anything. And I think that's what this podcast has given me too. And um, what I love about podcasts, right, because it's kind of like having friends in your ears. It is. You don't have to do anything. There's no pressure. You don't have to say anything back. Because coming up I mean, with things to, to re- say back is really hard. You have to review. Everybody <laughs> knows that. But other than that, yeah, you're right. It's all right. Yeah. No, and we appreciate, you know. Yeah, thank you so much, yeah. Philip, for that beautiful email and for writing into us and for all the years of listening. And we're just so sorry. Yeah. Life is life is a series of challenges. It certainly is. Peaks and troughs. And totally. like you said, sometimes really like the trough is significantly, I don't know what the words for this. I don't know. Yeah, just terrible. Yeah. yeah, I think you just said it. Anyway, we're sending you lots of love, Philip. Thank yeah. you so much um, for writing in. All right, that has been us for 2021. Wow. We did it. We made it with all the highs and all the lows and all the things in between. Who knows how bad 2022 will be. <laughs> Stick with us and find out. Let's strap on in for Suggestible in 2022. What, the COVID numbers are going off at the moment. Good. Excellent. Uh, which is fun. But uh, I am looking forward to taking a bit of a break because I too. am, as I've said before, I'm fucking cooked, mate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so am I. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so cooked. I just need to not do anything for a bit. Yeah. You know? And except for Suggestible in the City Recaps. Except for Suggestible <laughs> in the City Recaps, yes. <laughs> and one more episode of The Weekly Planet, which I'm yet to record. Crawling over the line. Yeah, that's right. All right. Have a wonderful Happy New Year. Um, or just let's just say a new year, shall we? Yeah, just get just through it. Just get through just it. Have- <laughs> Do the new year. Life, it's every day. Yeah. Let's just get through it. And thank you, it. everybody, for listening this year and all your thoughts and uh, letters and recommendations and reviews. And even if you did none of those things and you just listened, that's awesome too. Exactly. We right. couldn't do it. And thank you, do... Claire. This has been a blast. Oh, thank you, James. You've really kept me sane I this can't year. wait to not do it though. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. We'll be like end of Jan-ish, I guess we'll be Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah, cool. we're taking a break. Cool. Okay. Uh, on colleagues, of course. Oh, who edits these? Thank you, colleagues. Wonderful human being. Wonderful, solid colleagues who just constantly shows up and yep. puts up with all of our stuff and edits all these rambles and into all, something coherent. All stupid ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to him too That's and right. just to everyone. And um, hopefully, hopefully let's look at 2022 and hope that we're all still here. Yep. All <laughs> right. Nothing else. That's all right. <laughs> Okay, till Thanks, next everyone. time. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.